Hey y'all, it's Carmen. I hope you're doing well today. Thank you for joining me for the Let's Be Real podcast. Um, the, my very best friend from uh, kindergarten through 12th grade messaged me the other day. Uh, Lucy, if you are listening, here's your shout out for you. Well, she complimented me on the podcast and then commented that she did not remember that my Southern accent was so strong. Well, I hope it's not so strong that you can't understand what I'm saying. And is it so strong that I would need subtitles if I were on a video? Hearing from my dear friend reminded me of how much life changes, how neither of us are the bright-eyed 18-year-olds we were when we graduated high school 23 years ago. Change is inevitable for every person. Days change, relationships change, we make career changes. God creates margin for the changes He wants to make in our spirits and circumstances. This leads us to the fifth characteristic of living a successful Christian life versus living a life that fails. But before we dive into the deep of these two, let's review the four we have previously discussed. Let's think of these in terms of a face-to-face boxing matchup. That's kind of what it feels like when each opponent is vying for your time, attention, and spirit. The picture of the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other may be another appropriate illustration. With this in mind, let's run down the list. Number one, teachable versus know-it-all. Number two, take responsibility versus blaming others. Number three, forgive versus holding grudges. And number four, grateful versus entitled. Check out the previous episodes in this series to get more discussion on each one. So today we will discuss the fact that successful Christians, and I mean people who are growing and maturing in their walk with God, embrace change while those who fear change are setting themselves up to fail. I know this sounds harsh, but if we got down to the practicality of this statement, we could prove it to be true. Let's take my position with the ministry I work for. Imagine the next board of directors meeting. I come to the table and they ask me to create a new program that will reach more people in need. But because I fear the change this new program will bring, I say no. What do you think will happen? I will probably be out of a job. I would have allowed my fear of change to outweigh the mission of our organization. I would have put myself and my comforts over the needs of others. That would be a total and utter failure, career suicide. So fearing change could cause big problems, even more so fearing spiritual change or life changes or even relationship changes. The bigger picture is getting to the root of the issue. It's probably not change in and of itself that is so fearful. Perhaps it is a lack of trust, a lack of faith, a fear of letting God be in control. Whatever the reason, It must be discovered to move into a deeper relationship with our Creator. As a child of God, that is what I desperately desire, a deeper relationship with Him. What about you? So let's do a little digging. Fear, hang on, you are about to be found out. All throughout Scripture, God commands His people, whether it's the Israelites getting ready to cross into the Promised Land or the shepherds receiving the news of Jesus' birth, 365 times to be exact. God commands, do not be afraid. It is reminiscent of my mom telling me day after day as a child to brush my teeth. Go figure, I say that now on a daily basis to my daughter. Why? 
because it is important and children are prone to forget this very important hygienic practice. Same with the children of God. Not being fearful is an important characteristic of the faith-filled life, and we are prone to forget. So He, God, has provided for us in His daily word a reminder, literally one for every day of the year. Let's look at a few. Isaiah 35, 4, Say to those who are with fearful hearts, Be strong and do not fear. Your God will come. Isaiah 41, 10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 54, 4, You will have nothing to fear. Just think, there are 362 more commands just like this. What's cool is I bet they all, like these three we just read, come with a promise. It's not like God just says, cool it, kid, quit being afraid. No, He comes alongside us and understands our fears. Better yet, He is able to replace those fears with something 100 times better. Look at 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. God drives out fear because he loves us and replaces it with wholeness, righteousness, and faith. So we have established that change is inevitable. Change can be fearful. But the better thing to know is that change can be a good thing ordained by God to mold us into the people he would have us to be. So with that in mind, remember this. When change comes, we are not without help. Let me prove this with six quick points and scripture to accompany each. Number one, remember that stability is not an absence of change. I'm speaking here of inner stability and peace, a spirituality built on a firm foundation. So that as Jesus teaches in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, when the winds and waves come, The house is not destroyed because it is built on a rock. I am the house. Jesus is the rock. The winds and the waves are life circumstances, which from one day to the next are as stable as a feather on a ledge on a windy day. 2 Timothy 2.19 tells us that God's solid foundation stands firm. Isaiah 28.16 tells us that the Messiah, Jesus, is the precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, The one who trusts in him will never be dismayed. Stability is not based on circumstances, but on who you have built your life on. Number two, be attuned to when change is needed, when God is leading you to make changes. A perfect scriptural example of this is found in Matthew 18.3. Here, Jesus taught his disciples an important lesson on being a person that connects with him. He said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. A change in your life may need to happen for you to experience the presence of Jesus in your life in a greater sense than ever before. Number three, change may come when God leads you in a new or different direction. A part of his will for you as you walk in his calling for your life. We see an example of this in the life of Elijah. God called him from his home in Gilead to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem to the brook at Kareth, from Kareth to Sidon, from Sidon to Mount Carmel. 
all of these in a span of three-ish years. Why? To prepare him for the ministry of calling down fire from heaven at Mount Carmel. For more about the moves that God orchestrated in Elijah's life, check out 1 Kings chapter 17 and 18. Number four, God has good plans for you. Because this is true, and when we get this through our thick skulls, we can do less resisting and more trusting when times of change come our way. On this point, we rely on the truth from Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Number five, fear and faith cannot coexist. Look back at 1 John 4.18 to concrete this truth in your heart. And number six, God works everything, even changes, for our good. Romans 8.28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to His purpose. These truths are so comforting for all of us. The ultimate truth that we need to get our heads and hearts around is even though everything and everyone around us is susceptible to change, there is one who isn't. We can rest in the fact that change will come and more change will come after that. But God is a God who never changes. Check out Malachi 3.6. It says, I, the Lord, do not change. Hebrews 7.21, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. In Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And finally, James 1.17, the Father does not change like shifting shadows. I don't know about you, but for me, who is susceptible to fear of change 24-7 and 365, I am comforted to know that my God isn't. That's a reality we can all get on board with. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this time together with my friends. Thank you that you do not change, that you are a rock to which we can build our lives on, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I thank you that you go with us, that sometimes you create change in our lives to bring us closer to you, to prepare us for a, a new season, a new purpose that you have for us, that you have good plans for us and we can rest in that, and that we know that you work everything out for the good. And I ask right now that you would help us to replace any fear in our lives with faith, because we know that fear and faith cannot coexist in the child of God. So would you help us to trust in you? Help us to embrace any change that may come our way and help us to learn the lessons and to not resist the process that that change may bring. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus, and we pray in his name. Is change hard for you? Are you fearful of it? Is this feeling hindering your walk with God? If so, take this to Him in prayer right now. He can surely help you. He alone can get you to a place of firm footing and to not be fearful of the wind and the waves. 
will you allow him to do that? I sure hope so. For more on the changes of life, check out Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. All right, y'all, I have enjoyed today so much. I know I may have overloaded you with scripture, but let's be real. Scripture is truth, and if what I am saying is not rooted in the word, it's not worth speaking aloud. I hope you have been blessed. Join me next week for the final discussion in this series, Success versus Failure, Joy versus Anger. Oh boy, that should be fun. I may have to share some of my redhead temper stories with you. If you have been encouraged by this podcast, rate us, share with a friend, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I thank you so much for being here with me today. This has been Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.